The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Bad Toy, and welcome once again to It Came From Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me in the GHR studio. We have our senior correspondent, Johnny Saladino. Yabba the hut, everyone. <laughs> we have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Mansperano. Been making Mark go lose his mind slowly for the past three years. We I'm also, proud of it. We also have our engineer, uh, Fantastic Alex. What is up, guys? And we have a special guest who we're going to be talking to with and about, which is awesome because he's here. We have none other than Mikel Supreme, Kelly Gordon. Uh, Thanks the for the invite, Mark. Thanks you, everyone. Thank you for having me come in today. Thank you. So this is going to be a weird show. It's going to be a weird show. Why would that be Why? any different than normal? Well, what we, is? Are we doing it in our underwear? Why will it be a weird show? <laughs> well, Wait, this, I wasn't told. About I'm that. in my I'm underwear. Not ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, this show is going to be a little different because we have a, uh, as as Dominic likes to say, vertically challenged news. And then we have to. Uh, okay. We're going to be talking um, uh, about a movie that was uh, sent to us by uh, Matthew Johnstone um, that we saw, and it's coming out. Um, this will it's going to be airing by the t- when this show airs. It'll be out, so it'll be next week on the fourth of June. Uh, June, yes, June. June. Yeah. Um, so we're going to because if it came out on May fourth, that would have been a problem. Yeah. Um, so it's coming out on DVD. So we're going to be talking about that movie, and then we're going to also talk about Kelly. So is it coming out in right. theaters or coming out on DVD? Uh, DVD. Coming out Thank on God. DVD. So what, what's the name of that movie? The movie is called Recovery. Thank God. It's the one I saw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that good? Yeah. It's always good when you, when you watch the right movie to review. Yeah. Hey, you Mark. never know. You never know when Mark. He's a, it, like, watch this one, and it's in the corner somewhere. So, yeah, it's true. So it's going to be a, a spoiler-free discussion because Kelly didn't see it, and we're going to see if we can either convince him or tell him or dissuade him from watching this movie. That's the <laughs> oh, plan. Oh, I know. I know which way I'm going. That's, that's the plan. So, but first, we do any of that, we have to take it away with the vertically challenged. The vertically news. challenged, yeah, because we're politically correct on this show. Well, that was that was all you. I know it was. All right, I'm so, just making sure we don't get hate mail. So the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Connor, which we are the official radio show. Oh, celebrating over 22 years of pop culture, news, and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Also, I want to do these shout-outs for the Patreons, of which they are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portis, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, and Unjiglin. Um I remember the first it. day you tried saying that name. Now you just got it down. Yeah. We have no idea if you're saying it right. Well, but. actually, he's going to be at the, uh, the, the Cradle Con, so I'm going to mm. ask him if I'm saying it right. What mm. if he tells you no? Then I'll, then what I'll if say he says, it correctly from now on. What if he says it's John Smith, all the letters are silent? What if he tells you that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, I'll be here all week. Try the veal. Try the veal. So let's see. Don't forget uh, the tip. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, the, the news. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Oh, from the... I'm, I'm glad. There is it? it is. Man, I hope it's the right button. It's probably not going to be the right button. From the... Department. You need was help. that the right one? <laughs> it, was, was that? it was. Unfortunately, you it was the right one. In Louisiana, two men died after attempting to jump an open drawbridge with their 2016 Chevy Cruze. Ah, According to okay. police reports, 
Alejandro Cazares and Roberto Alejandro Moreno drove Irish their car. Irish people, huh? <laughs> drove their car yeah, really. Up to the bridge, which was close to traffic. To Wait, allow. what state was this in again? This was Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana, okay. Um, they drove their car up to the bridge, which was close to traffic to allow a boat to pass through. Roberto then got out of the passenger side of his car, manually pushed up the gate over the broad bridge, returned to the car, and then Alejandro accelerated up the ramp. The vehicle became airborne, landed in the waterway, and sank to the bottom. Oh, my say. God. Um, police found Alejandro stuck inside the car and Roberto in the water outside of it. Both were pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, snap. Uh, the crash remained under investigation. Uh, Roberto. What's there to investigate? They was, died of stupidity. Roberto <laughs> was 32 and Alejandro was 23. Wow. So, if we're lucky. Yeah. If they, we're lucky. Their genes will not be moving on to the next generation. Or Natural selection at its even finest. more luckier, yeah, really. this will be an example to everybody else who thinks they could drunk, jump the bridge. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. It's Only like, the Fonz could jump the shark. Right. Nobody else could jump the bridge. Listen, unless your last name literally is Duke and you're from Georgia, don't try yes, it. Exactly. <laughs> Mark, this was a case of keeping it real goes wrong. Exactly yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, it always worked yeah, on TV. Baby. No. <laughs> Dumb idea. Yeah. It's like the same, like the three guys that decided to like cut the um, in front of the train in Westbury. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and look Wait, what well, they did. What? Why? What happened? They they tried to cut they, in front of the train. Right. The train, mm -hmm. and the train hit him. And the yeah. train hit him. And then the train hit another train. And then was, took out the yeah. platform. What? It was that a was, massive. Hit, that was last year, right? Was it this year? No, it was this year. Did it hit uh, all three year. of them? Yeah. yeah it was, it hit all three of them. They like died. They incinerated in the car. Incinerated. <laughs> I think they were trying to outrun the cops or something like that. Yeah, it was bad. Um, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah, yes. jumping on wait trains. Wait in like line. My there sympathy, are no shortcuts. Yeah, my sympathy goes out to the parents who worked all their lives to bring up these kids, and in one moment of stupidity. These poor young men ended their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so moving along, yeah. moving on to the better news, I would say. Uh, from the looks it like Charlie. It can only Charlie. go up from here. Yes, that's right. Uh, from the looks like Charlie was half right department. Hmm. Okay, during, which half? Uh, during our Avengers Part 4 discussion episode, none other than our very own senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, said that he thought that the actor who played Old Cap at the end of the film was a different actor as opposed to Chris Evans in CGI makeup. Turns out that that was sort of the case after all. Okay. On Instagram, actor Patrick Gorman revealed that, in fact, it was he who was the body double for Cap, and they CGI'd Chris Evans' face over his body. Oh, for so that they did that. Right. Yeah, so. They did that in the first Captain America. When he was, yes. When for he was the skinny. Yes. Skinny pre, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so now yeah. Charlie was right. It was a different actor, and they just stuck uh, Chris Evans' face on there. So good job there, Charlie. Nicely done. Thanks. No, I'll be here all week. Yeah, it was something go. a little bit off about that when he's showing him as a senior. I I, I was trying to wonder if, like, was that, is that makeup? or I, I thought it was it, just straight makeup, but no, obviously not. Yeah. That's good I, uh, yeah, I said, wow, what a great makeup job. They have the technology. Anyway. So, yeah, so, so that's it. We can it. do it. We can make him older. <laughs> so that's it for the Berkeley Challenge News. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. Oh, thank God. We'll be <laughs> I'm so exhausted. This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. 
We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, this is Sue Lee from Face Off Season 2. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, I'm Christy and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me. Give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy INC. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Now, back to our show. And we are back. We came from Radio the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. <laughs> Barely back. <laughs> <laughs> back just in the nick of time, folks. As we mentioned, we're going to be talking about a uh, movie which was sent to us uh, by Matthew uh, Johnstone, um, a film called Recovery. Um, it's his first time a writer and director, uh, John Leung, uh, made this film. It is an independent film. So yes. we love indies. Now, we do love I, independent. I just films. Want, okay. Yes. So John Liang. John Liang is the writer and director right, right. of now this movie. It's his Matthew first time. Johnstone. That was the person who emailed me to say, "Hey, check out this guy's movie. This is the the press guy of." The, oh, he's the press guy. Yeah. So like, I'm like, what's his connection? Oh, no, he's mo- just some random guy that came along. Like, no, no. This, this is the. the I press thought he guy. was the guy who made the movie. Then no. I'm like, oh, maybe he's the head of the studio and. Now he I'm was just the press like, guy that reached out to us so we can talk about this uh, this uh, guy's first movie he ever made. Independent film. This is the first movie ever made. This is his first feature, his first film, feature-length film, written, directed. Really. But um, but before we talk about the film, uh, there was a little a blurb which which made me look at the movie in a different way. Okay. So um, I'm gonna have our very own prompt comment Dominic Definition Man Serrano read this uh, two chunks that he. This is from the words of the films from the film and director. director. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna preface this that I probably sound nothing like John Lee Yang, so I'm okay. not even gonna attempt this. Uh, in his voice. In this film, I decided to explore the darkness of addiction, the struggle to get clean, and the veteran's post-traumatic stress through the, through the lens of horror and put the audience in the head of a recovering addict who is in a fragile, delicate place and must face an enemy more real than her own demons. I also wanted to tackle the story of the opioid epidemic through a psychological thriller about a murderer Rampaging through a drug rehab facility. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That wasn't part of the read. Furthermore, I have always cared deeply about veterans' issues. And thus, I hate it when people start a sentence with and. And thus, in making our main character a soldier returning from Afghanistan, I sought to examine PTSD and the experience of re-entering the civilian world after living a life of war for an extended period of time. Though that character's journey, through, through that character's journey, this guy needs to work on his run on sentences. <laughs> He's a terrible. Well, you uh, start the sentence with an, yeah. Hey, I know. Yeah. These ideas may sound in- incompatible. I think, he's, I think he really wrote incompatible cor- incorrectly, too. Mm-hmm. A serial killer horror movie about real-world third-rail political issues, but horror has always been the punk rock of the film world. The genre best suited for smuggling in messages to audiences in form and content far more palpable and entertaining than a straightforward story where the subtext would be made text. Ugh. This is one more deeply personal inspiration for the film, my mother, who's struggling with opioid addiction for 20 years. 
While she eventually conquered her demons because of my experiences with her, understanding addiction has always been important to me. As a genre filmmaker, finding the right framework to tackle big ideas has always been both a challenge and an opportunity. So when through So when my co-writer and I developed a script for recovery, I knew that this story was the perfect vehicle through which to investigate the nature of addiction. It is our hope that you will find this story engrossing and compelling to watch on the big screen. All right. That was painful to read. Yeah. Well, thanks. I just thought that, and that was... And thus. I'm never going to let you make me go first into a, into a room again. Because then I know I'm going to be hit with something. So... Seriously. That explains so much about the movie. I now know what you mean. He can't even write, like, three, that's, that's three paragraphs. That's mean. But, so... It's not about mean. It is... That was hard to read. That was not well written. Okay. So, what did you think of the movie? I think that... Definitely, like, shows you what the movie is. Hard to watch, slow, plotting, bad. Wow. Charlie, what did you think of the movie? Um, I'm, I'm going to flip on to the technical uh, side of it. I thought the directing was really good. And uh, it, it was not hard to follow, but there was missing parts, if it's you not, know what no, I mean. It wasn't that it was hard to follow. It was boring. Yeah, it, like I could follow that while staying on my tablet and tweeting. Mm-hmm. Like it was yeah. a simple, like it was a paint by numbers sort of a thing. It was just boring well, to watch. I it's an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back. I took it apart, and I thought the the writing was good. I thought the camera work was good, and uh, the the most of the acting was brilliant. I thought that's my opinion of it. Did we watch the same movie? Yeah, what I I you know, like I said, I was looking at the technical part of it. I uh and then the acting that didn't come through for me was uh the uh senior actor, I guess who was in there. What was his name? Uh, Ken Starr? Ken Yeah. Yeah, who's Mike been in a million Star. things. Mike, Mike Starr, Mike Starr. Star. Yeah. Mike Starr. I think he was um he was just overdoing it. I don't know how you felt about that, but everything was I don't and then the facial See, I don't blame him I blame the director yeah because like I've seen him in a billion things he's been fine in a billion yeah. things yeah it can't be that guy you're looking at him but anyway yeah, yeah. he wouldn't know uh, I know I know who Mike Star is yeah yeah like I've, I've seen him in episodes of NCIS yeah. I've seen him in in, in numerous right. different different uh, projects sorry sorry yeah. sorry Alex <laughs> See, sorry. so I thought I'm just gonna slap this around like a kid and playing with I thought everyone was excellent um, including uh Liz, uh, what's her name? Liz Fenning, uh, who played Meg. Okay. I thought she was good. Um, I did not like the doctor, the female doctor. Horrible. Uh, yeah. The acting was... That, uh, was the, that was the most wooden, driest, terrible yeah. performance. Um, overall, I'm going to give the movie an 85 because I did enjoy the directing. You must be grading uh, on a curve. <laughs> I did, did enjoy the directing. I liked the camera work. I really did. Uh, the editing, I thought, was great. And uh, so, as unlike Dom, I actually, you know, enjoyed the movie. I was praying it was going to be a short film. Wow. That's, that's, <laughs> wow. That's, that's, wow. Wow. And once I what hit did past, you really think? <laughs> once I got past 10 minutes and realized I have way more to go, I was like, oh, please make this end. So, wow. Um, so, for me... 
As we all know, I like things to make sense. So I was watching the movie, and I thought I can't wait to that, see where the begin- that the beginning was all right. I thought the beginning was all right. The, the establishment of the characters was all right. I understand what he was trying to do, and I appreciate it more after seeing what he had to say about it, that what he was trying to do. I understand what he was trying to do. Then there was one part that I found that he wrote himself into a corner of the whole Blizzard thing. Because that was the, the point. He ripped it of, off from The Shining. Of, of, the, of, the, of the cops not being able to come. But then when he shows the blizzard, there's no blizzard. So I'm like, you can't say that there's this, you can't put it out there that there's a, a force out there and then not show, show a blizzard. Yeah. So they could have just kept it indoors and I think it would have been fine. Probably. But for them to show the outdoors of there not being a blizzard, like, what, what's, what's the problem here? It, that was shooting off fireworks in my head. Like, it's not making sense. But it could go to the fact that it was his first time, and it could go to the fact that um, first time Ryan directing that he didn't think about it until later. It's possible. Um, I felt that the movie um, kind of went on a downhill with the second and third act because what he started off with right. was not what he ended up with. Because you, you were led to believe one thing when the movie started off that um, that it was she was her going through her inner demons and all that about the addiction, all that stuff, which was great and fine. Right. But then it turns out there was a, a little twist. I was like, well, what the hell? How it wasn't did, a good twist. How did that come into play? Yeah. And then it the movie just shifted from one type of movie to another. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I found that a little off to me. It was like, well, that was But this doesn't happen in the movie. But the movie would have been better if it turned out the entire thing was her in like a drug? It, w- um, it was all in her mind. That, well, right. that it was all in her mind because that's of what I think of withdrawal. You're, you're um, alluding to like you, you th- it went and it did go another way. Yeah, it, it went. It totally if it changed. was a, it was a fever dream from like heroin withdrawal. Yeah, and like none of it was actually real. Would have that would have been better. Right. If I, there were flashbacks to her time in Afghanistan, so that way the the vision she's seeing made sense. I. That well, would have been better. I would I would put that up to budgetary constraints. So Not once again, it's, it's him writing himself into a, a place where I don't think he he thought he had the foresight. Clearly, he had the actor because she keeps seeing this thing this thing happening. Right. So it's like they could have yeah maybe 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 they would have like some basement stuff and, and instead of being whatever. outdoors you could have kept yeah, it indoors. You made yeah. it whatever. Will this be available on Netflix? Um, I hope not. I know I know it's available on DVD. I don't mm. know if, it, if they sign a Netflix deal, but I know it's available on DVD and don't. probably um probably like Amazon or something like that. Yeah. Don't. Um, As they say in one of my fr- favorite movies, don't bruise your knuckles on it, man. Don't yeah. don't wait for that movie to come out on radio. But mm. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> but but what I can what I can say about this is that I out of out of everything, despite the fact that the movie wasn't the best, it was not the best. It would have been better. But I'm not I, kidding. But it would have been better if it was like a 40 minute short. It, it it had a little parts that dragged, and I felt that they introduced some characters that weren't necessary to yeah. the, to the final film. Mm. But I think that I really understand what he was trying to do, and for that I can appreciate. I can appreciate. Yeah, the I film. mean, you got to remember. I can, I can say we've we have seen so many oh independent yeah. films. We have read so many independent comics. Yeah. I can safely say this was not one of the worst of them. Oh no! I, <laughs> like I, I, holy oh, no. crap! Like I, we've seen, I've, some, we've I've seen dealt stuff. with worse. We've seen some way bad stuff. Oh, so yeah. we gotta let the, you see a movie. All right. So the yeah. fact that he's that he, I can from the fact of this information that he was trying to convey, I can see what he was trying to do, and I feel that with a little more polishing, a little more work, I think this could have been a little better editing. This could be a different. For, there's potential for a good slasher flick here. 
Or no, there's potential. Or, uh, or if it needs a great away, right. suspense film, it yeah. could it could go the other way. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good. Pot- I'm you know because I know I've been mean to the guy, but it, I was able to finish watching it. Right. Okay. So I'll give you that because <laughs> I've no because that's a big thing. I honestly. was able to finish. Wow. I was able to finish it because there have been things I've been given to edit. I couldn't finish reading it. That right. it was so bad, and I'm like, you gotta rework this. Right. And I've had arguments with people over there, like, you don't care, you don't know. I'm like, dude, I just read five dense pages of narrative without one single piece of dialogue. So this at least had dialogue. There was things going like, I could finish watching it, and I could follow it enough that I knew what was going on. My thing is like, it was very paint by numbers in a certain respect. Okay. And it's like you're trying to be scream or something. Like you had potential, a good idea there. It basically he shot his first or second draft. I think which, which we've talked about many times. Like he needed to get through like draft ten, like really work this thing out. It's an idea that was brought up too soon. He didn't yes. let the idea really craft that idea. There's potential. He should go back and try and recraft it and reshoot it. I what? I believe that with some creative editing, this could be a really good movie. What Thank genre you. this is? Thank you. Yeah. What genre is it? it it's is suspense. A, it's suspense. a suspense thriller. Yeah. Yeah. It's suspense thriller. Slashers. Yeah. A little bit of slasher. Slasher. A little, little bit of slasher. Yeah, like in Scream. There. Like, little, yeah. yeah, like just a touch. Because like I said, it was going one way and then it went. So basically it started off with like a psychological suspenseful drama. Mm. With um, with with about the recovery and her inner demons and all that stuff, and all of a sudden it just went right to a good old stabby stabby running around slasher. Yeah. yeah, but you know, what's your with what's serious your like nods and hints to The Shining in it. Mm. Yeah, with neglecting the fact that this was the director's first shot. Right, it wasn't independent. He's not working with major funding. I think he really did a, a good job. I think he did. I know what you're saying about right. the little, yeah. the little parts. For Which, me, for me, one was one of the blackouts. Yes. And then we, I'm not going to throw spoilers out, mm. but I was saying, well, why didn't you know? Yeah. This happen, and um, that's that's one of the little things I had. But I had a couple of them. But uh, again, looking at the technical thing for his first time, for his first, I thought it was. I thought it was a great effort. I thought it was a good. I again, and that's why, you know, I'm not giving it my usual. Right. It was great. I'm giving it an eight of five. But I can can't wait to see his second movie. And I also, once again, as I like things to make sense, they did try mm. at certain points. There were certain things in there that was like, oh, well, why didn't you lock her up? Well, now we know why we didn't lock her up. They they at least address some of those certain things mm. that I thought was pretty yeah. pretty interesting. So and, like I said, he. I understand what he was trying to do. I appreciate what he was trying to do. I just think it needs a little more, a little more polishing to be yeah. a, a halfway decent movie. So I think, I mean, it's probably too late now because it's out. It's coming out. By the time people are listening to us, it is out on DVD. But I think mm. he took it back in, did a couple of creative editing. I think it'd be a really good movie. Because mm. Dominic's, uh, surprisingly, Dominic's a big uh, reveal. I was like, oh, if, if it was this way, it would have been a really, a really good oh. movie. Yeah. That's so what I mean. It like, has. It has. It was it an idea it. that wasn't fully cooked. Yes, it has yeah. the potential to 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 do it. But once again, I still think that the fact that he addressed the 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 PTSD, um, the addiction, I think that was really yeah. uh, important. Um, and especially in this day and age, because that is like running rampant, especially in Long Island. We know, you yeah. know, which is you know. But again, again. I see Dominic's points, but again, I also, right, you know, see, he's an indie. 
and he doesn't have the big because if he did, they would have came down and they would have said, "Shoot this again, shoot this yeah. again." Yeah. But uh, you know what? I don't. I don't accept an excuse of just because he's an indie, because it certain it goes, independent movies are really darn good. One certain really darn good. Two, I think it goes all the way back to the writing, that he if he had really worked over that script uh-huh. and really crafted the script, polished the script, you would have had a really tight. 45 minute short yeah. film which would have been great the yeah. problem isn't how he shot it so much it's not even how the actors acted it because in in the words of harrison ford you can type this but you can't say it right you know it's not in those guys it's not in the technical aspect of the filmmaking it was already back to the writing of how they're doing it if he had gone a couple more drafts deep into it tightened it up really decided which direction he was going to go with it shot a, a movie and edited to a nice clean 40 to 45 minutes you could have put that on YouTube, and it probably would have been like a viral sensation, like how um, Thomas Jane did a short, a, pu- a Punisher, Punisher short, short, to make up for that horrible Punisher movie he made. Or on on my on my spectrum of things, Kung Fury is right. a perfect example. We we've, we've talked about Kung Fury about right. it was just this guy who did completely on green screen, completely independent movie, and he did like a Kickstarter campaign to get money to do the special effects, and that movie was crazy awesome as a half an hour and. It got picked up, and now he's going to make a, a full-length sequel to this. Right. I believe, um, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger did. I know some big names are in this movie. So, mm-hmm. so once again, Dominic is right that it, it could have been a little shorter, a little more tighter, yeah, and and, and put it out there. So you can do a people. It's like when guys come up to me at Comic Cons, and they tell me I have like this idea for a twenty-four book op- ominous <laughs> thing. And I'm like, give me five pages, man. Can you, <laughs> can you deliver on five pages? Because I know they're not going to deliver 24 books. Right. They're not going to, and they're just not going to do it. Especially when, like, they've never done anything before. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Can you give me five pages? This should have been his five pages. This should not have been the big feature-length movie. All right, mm. fair enough. Fair this would have been, like, a great TV episode. This would have made been a great YouTube film. Lifetime. <laughs> Life, <laughs> well, without the, without the uh, yeah. violence, yeah, no, the violence, yeah, very good like, lifetime movie. Uh, in today's day and age, that's why I say I don't, I don't give a pass for independent. Today's right. day and age, you could have done this. You didn't, you didn't necessarily need the the uh, was it Mike, what was the name Mike of the, Star? Mike right. Star. You didn't necessarily need him. I like you know what he could do, but get lower budget actors so you can save a little bit more on the on the budget. You know, the, not. I don't think there's anything more with the actors. Just get something more to scale, craft it down. Keep it indoors. That's, Keep it indoors. That's, that's, that's my advice. Keep you it indoors. You could have done a much better for a little less with a much better script. Put it out on YouTube and get people to watch it and build a buzz to it. And then after that, if you want to revisit it with better actors and turn into that feature Big length feature film, yeah, go for it. Well, mm. you know, it, that's always possible. I, I just think that this director. Is is so talented. I think he has bottled up talent, and I can't wait for that bottle to be open yes, because I, I, he is going to be amazing. And like I said, I took this thing apart as Dominic did, and yeah, you guys are right. But overall, I enjoyed the film because, again, maybe I was coming off of an indie that should have been <laughs> ten minutes. Right. And but so I I got into the suspense. I didn't think it was going to go where it went. Right. You know, but by then I was <laughs> you you already yeah. You're, but you're to me it made, made it. it more feasible. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. And, and not that it was a you know 
right. a bigger on a, on another spiritual plane. So so quickly, I just want to so, mention the. Uh, so Greg says, uh, Greg Iosa says, do you think this poor guy is happy he sent you his movie? <laughs> You know, if, if if we can give him constructive criticism, which I believe we did, yeah. I'd say yes. I would I would like, if I had something which I've written and I've handed it to somebody to take a look at, I would like constructive criticism, good, bad, or indifferent. So that way I know right. for the oh, next yeah. one will be better. Yeah. And I do believe that he'll his next one will be better. I, I sure. believe from, I'm telling you, this guy to me is very talented. So very quickly, I just want to mention the resolution of the movie. What did you tell us about that? Ugh. Really? All right. Resolution of the movie. I thought I was good. I thought it was a, a, a interesting choice of the way to go for how it, how it how it ended. I thought it was a very interesting choice with the main character of what happened. I thought that was quite uh, an interesting thing uh, to do. You got me curious. See, so uh. so we've we've done our job. We've had people curious about this movie recovery out on yeah, DVD. Yeah, it's it's so. basically, you know. Don't listen to what anybody says. I mean, we're giving you. Don't listen to what it says. <laughs> as you're telling no, us. No, 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 no. I'm saying. Well, then why do we it, review this thing? See it for yourselves and see how close we came. And the, I, the immortal I, words I, of I LeVar actually, Burton. I actually, you know, agree with you guys. It's just that I went a little mm. more with. Yeah. So you're ending this with LeVar Burton, but you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> yes. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. You know, it's, it's you know. When you're on the other end of that camera and you give right. your work to people, exactly, it's like yes. you know, you know, if you're a musician yes. and you think you have the greatest thing and give it to people, yeah. you're absolutely right. What you should listen to is the criticisms more, and that'll help you more than people saying, "Hey, this is fabulous." So exactly. Yeah. I know Mark would say that, but there's a thing called failing gracefully. Okay. All right. He, you got to learn to how to how you can fail gracefully, which means that yeah, yeah you make something, you finish it, you complete it. You show it to your best friends and then maybe someone in the public and then you get the feedback and then you put it away and then you do yeah. the next thing. Like if this is your very first film you've ever made and then you're showing it like to us and, you know, like you want to fail gracefully. Maybe you don't just. Right. You like you, you put it out on YouTube. You let people find it themselves. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like and I'm not purposely really I'm not trying to be excessively mean about it. But if you're going to do like a second movie, maybe you don't send it to us for first. You send it around. I want to be said. I want, it, I want yeah. another movie. Send it to Mark. Mark wants to watch it. I'm yes. just saying like. I want to see you, the next one. You work it out. You know, like you learn to build yourself up rather than just go like, I've done the greatest thing ever. Here you go. Because if yeah. you think that, if you think you just did the greatest thing ever and it's your first thing, you did not just do the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You never do. The, the first thing you do is never the greatest thing ever, ever. It didn't right, work so. out too well for um, Batwoman on YouTube. That's that's Ooh. very true. That's that's Ooh. a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. but we're we're gonna take our second break. So uh, make sure you guys either check out or don't check out Recovery. <laughs> um, once again, thank you to Matthew Johnson for uh, for sending us the film. Um, was we do, we, I do appreciate him sending us, uh, reaching us out, sending yeah. us the film, and allowing us to take a look at an independent film, which is what we're all about. Would you rather watch this or Skyline? Uh, I'd rather watch this. All right, well, there you go. There you yes. go. That's, that's yeah. Charlie. Charlie. It's no Skyline. No Skyline. I'll watch it on Netflix. No <laughs> yeah. Skyline, yeah. don't even get me started with that. But no, I'd rather watch this much more than Skyline. There you there go. go. Okay. So we we're going to take our second break. We'll be right back. Came from the radio. Hey, I'm Mike Kingston, the writer and creator of Headlocks. And I am WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And guess what you're listening to? You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. 
To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Hey, this is Ty Monk, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And we're back. We came from the radio official of the Megapocon. Barely. Nice job there, fantastic Alex. I am on it. I'm paying attention. <laughs> Even though I have a Rice Krispie treat in my mouth, I'm still on it. Um, we are here with special guest, Mikel Supreme, Kelly Gordon. Kelly has been a friend of the show for many years. Uh, we actually, Charlie went to the very first MCon. Right. Um, I've known Kelly even before that. And how many years, how many years is this? Oh my God. You're talking like 11? 2008. It's about, yeah, about 11 years. Yeah, that's that's insane, right? 11 years I've known this man. The world was a simpler place then. It yes. was. <laughs> it really was. Um, writer, artist, creator, what don't you do? Let's start with that. <laughs> Uh, uh, sleep apparently. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, thank you, Mark, for inviting me over again. Whatnot. Um. You know. Um. I'm just getting ready for the summer coming up soon. You got convention season coming up. Not a good stuff. Events going on besides MCon. Um. So. Um. You know. I'm just glad to be here. Convention season. I don't even think it it starts or stops anymore. Maybe it's like uh, two weeks. In the in the middle of January, but it's convention yeah, all the time now. It's not a season anymore. It's just. It's like traffic. It's just an all time, all the time thing. I'll, I'll I'll probably agree to an extent, but I'll definitely say that the biggest events happen during the summer. I mean, they do have the fillers. I call them filler cons. That's in between. All right, fair so, enough. New York Comic Con is October. That's that's the biggest one in New York. That is the crowning jewel would, of it. I would say <laughs> that's the that's the cent off from the summer season. I guess. Who well, knows? Maybe let's say right. that. Let's say that. Let's, I don't let's know. call it the climax. Yeah, the climax. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's right. So why don't you tell us? Well, actually, what have you been doing since the last time you were here? Because you were here, you had your own book. Oh right. Um, that was man, it was a while ago. You had your own book. Oh yes. Uh, you're talking about Just Blaze, Legend yes, of the Firing yes, Fist. Yes. I gotta say the whole title, or Just Blaze, the music producer will sue me. So <laughs> I gotta say the whole entire uh, title. Um, well, right now, um, you know, things have definitely slowed down you know, due to the fact that um, you know I'm a family man and got a house and whatnot. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, so, but I'm still. I'm sure it was on... your pleasure to get there. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, but I'm still working. I'm still grinding hard, whatnot. When it comes to like to, to um, the fan art and stuff like that, I'm working on uh, actually several stories right now as we speak. Um, I'll gladly talk about them uh, in a minute. But um, you know, um, but still, just right now at this moment, I'm just getting ready for the the sweet conventions that's uh, coming up soon this summer. Well, we were just talking about writing your own stuff and being an independent creator you write your own stuff you're right. an independent creator do you want people to give you constructive criticism do you want or you just want people to say this is the best thing no, ever since sliced ham I, or no. the best thing ever since Betty White because Betty White is older than sliced bread that's true yeah so is that you think is that she's gonna make you? it to 100 I really hope so I do you think she's gonna I get that letter from the president the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes so yeah so well like, I, I, what what kind of process do you do for for independent writer? You have your own stuff out well, there. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a baby. I'm a big man. I don't like to be cradled when it comes to those kind of things. Um, every time somebody purchases a comic book from me or any type of piece of artwork that from me, whatnot, I always would um, love to get like some kind of criticism, bad or good. You know, um, you know, like just the other day, I got a, a message from somebody who pr- uh, purchased my comic book. 
at a previous convention and uh you know he gave me the the pros and the cons about it what he liked about it what he doesn't like about it um certain direction i went to and i appreciated them all you know i didn't look at it like oh man i've got to start from scratch and start getting attention no i don't do that i pretty much like to improve and reach another elevation of of uh, of my skill level when it comes to it. Some uh, uh, critiques may not make it uh, make any sense, but again, I'll take those as as a grain of salt. You know, what I mean, I take those as well. Um, you know, but pretty much, I just look, I listen to everybody, I try and see and offer what I can do to my best extent abilities. Um, so um, yeah, I don't mind any harsh uh, um, criticism. I I look at that as something I can always accomplish and. Uh, you know achieved above that so was the 3d stuff uh one of those criticisms that you came along and decided to advance yourself in because as uh, charlie's holding up to the uh, facebook live picture uh you have some new images that are out there right and they are 3d images so oh, yeah. is that something that you decided along the way to somebody say hey you should do 3d or was that a creative process to to um expand yourself well i will say part two of that yeah it was the creative uh to expand myself whatnot um you know i mean i I'd been doing conventions for years, just like as you, Mark. I've been doing it for many years, whatnot, and um, you know, I always see that um, every every table is usually almost the same thing. You know, they got the anime, you got the Marvel, you got the DC. You know, what I mean, you got you know, just uh, even original characters, whatnot. But you know, um, if you see just one more Harley Quinn print, <laughs> I am God guilty of that. Yeah, I am right? I am guilty of that. I I got both Harley Quinns, Jester and uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, but you know, but that's just how it is. I, I have to go with the masses. But like I was going back with it, you know, I I want to offer something that's a little bit also different. I mean, um, yes, I have 3D glasses with uh, with my artwork, but I always tell everybody the same thing. You can even enjoy the art even without the 3D glasses. So yeah, baby. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so well, you know. So I figure, you know, like I, it'll be something like a little icing on the cake there. You know, they feel like they're not getting like the same thing that everybody else got at every table. They saying, oh, you know what? Yeah, I got 3D glasses, and oh, this is kind of cool. And the guy was told to me he's mad cool too. You know, he got like un unique skills to, to his artwork. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but hey, why not? Mm. No, so toot, toot. Yes. As okay. as a um as an independent publisher, self publisher, right. do you find that's easier or more difficult to get your stuff out there? Because you're doing it all yourself. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's local right now. I mean, like right now, I I, I um sell a lot of some of my comic books on uh, on an online store at comicbookfleamarket. com. If you go into the comic book section of anime, I basically take up that whole page. Me and my wife does. Um, you can look up Just Blaze, Legend of the Firing Fist, and also Rainstar. That's actually my wife's uh, comic book line there, right there. But, um, but yeah, I it's it's locally, but you know, I I still it's online. It's international, man. You know, I mean, true. I mean, like, but I have to reach those other places too to let them know that it's actually is available. That's the thing, and you know, that's why you know I you know I feel blessed. You come in having with me here on the show, whatnot, and other places too, to allow me to promote myself. I'm. You know, a couple of YouTube channels also have me there promoting my, my comic books and storylines I want to work on. So, yeah, it's a blessing. You are married to an artist. Yes. Who's also a writer. Yes. How does that work in home? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, we kind of like uh, bump heads here and there, but it's all it's still all good. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we both feel like we wish we could accomplish more. Um, you know, it's definitely a lot more storytelling. 
um, you know, uh, when we uh, first met, believe it or not, it was back in uh, MySpace days. Now it's called Dead Space. Uh, we both belong to... Oh, uh, <laughs> we both belong to a MySpace page, which was like a writing community, and that's basically how we met. You know, we talked, you know, we... Uh, displayed our um, illustrations and storylines of our both our characters, and uh, you know I introduced myself by drawing one of her characters, and then uh, long story short, boom, we got married and have a kid. Is that how? Is that the secret? You have to draw the other person's character. That yeah, that's it, the it secret. We, yeah. we just learned that. That's right. When it comes to artists, uh, yes, that's definitely <laughs> uh, a key point. Yes. Yeah, she didn't like get after you for like drawing it wrong or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. That's crazy. What ha- like is there still a MySpace? Um there yes. is. There is, still yes. is, but there um, still is. Is anyone on it? No. Not a one I know. Tom. Tom. <laughs> Just poor Tom. <laughs> Tom I don't think he even owns it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. So. That that one Tom. Oh my god. I was looking at my Facebook the other day. Now I noticed that, that you can um you can load up songs, your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I'm like is that just MySpace? Like, wasn't that the thing that you did yeah, on MySpace? Yeah. You go to MySpace and boom, a song oh, yeah. just started playing. That was one so of it's, my. It's come full circle. Yeah, well, that was one of my. Uh, my took a uh, took a decade. Biggest um, uh, intake when it comes to freelancing was you know when I used to promote uh, my artwork on uh, MySpace. I met a lot of indie artists who try to get out there. You know, rappers, singers. You know, I um, belonged with, uh, well, not belonged to, but I was part of a group um, that was like called Red and Black Entertainment, which was uh, an Albanian hip-hop music production. I'm sorry, <laughs> that just gave me a nosebleed there. Uh, <laughs> well, Albanian hey, hey, hip-hop hey, hey, well, production. I, I, I do give it up. A lot. I met a lot of Albanians, especially uh, Malat, if you're listening. Shout out to you, Malat. And um, they definitely got some skills, man. I mean, that you know, I did a lot of like CD covers and posters and a lot of promoting uh, materials for what they needed for them and whatnot. So back in the days. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of good work that I got, you know, in my starting years coming out of college, I should say. So was 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 baby uh, Kelly always wanted to be an artist? Yes. And did you find that you're at where you wanted to be now, or you still have? There's, there's, there's always, uh, there's always a level that I always don't mind that, folks. Reach. That was just the uh, the tugboat <laughs> in the background. That was just me getting electrocuted. Yeah, that was just a tugboat. The GHR radio is right on the harbor. Yeah. Just so you know. Oh, man. That'd be right. awesome, actually, just to overlook the pier. Oh, sorry. I have to be like, I'm cutting into the interview. Yeah, what I was saying was, um, yeah, uh, there's it's always feats I would love to um, to achieve, whatnot, you know, especially, you know, getting my books out more and um, getting it well more besides just local and whatnot. So, uh, but I would say that, um, you know, um, I would never have thought about being at these heights uh, if you told me this um, 10, 20 years from now. I wouldn't even know that. Even when I was, uh, believe it or not, working at Radio Shack, I used to be a Radio Shack manager for five years, almost became senior. And um, even during those times, I still met up with, with people who always needed artwork. Um, you know, I don't know, they'll come and buy an expensive microphone or amp gear, and they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to come up and do these things. And I, oh, yeah, you know, I do drawings or word. Yeah, so they'll ask me for like a logo designed or some simple illustration or something that they hook, hook them up with. And um, it always in my blood. So even during that time, of transitioning, I was still doing art. And then when I finally quit, I went straight back to school and got my bachelor's degree. So you're always a hustler, always a hustler, always networking, always making that making that deal. Well, I always say this to a lot of my um, people that I interview at Radio Shack. I said, um, Radio Shack do not make um, salesmen. They make hustlers. And um, Radio Shack is not longer any, uh, no longer available, but I will say that this, you know, thanks to Radio Shack, 
um, you know, I definitely um, got my, my grind on and I got to be able to communicate with people a lot more and sell myself more. So without that experience, I wouldn't have done what I've done, especially at conventions. And that's an important thing because not only are you just selling your artwork, you're right. selling yourself. That's right. And that's oh, yeah. something that a lot of people don't understand when they're at conventions. That's right. Oh, yeah. So you can 100%. have two people who have the similar artwork, but the guy who is more engaging is mm-hmm. the one that, that gets the sale. That's right. I remember going to uh, um, Anime Fest. Remember back in the days in yes. Jacob Javits? Yes. Um, I, a while ago, me and the, uh, who, was, uh, who was my girlfriend, now my missus, uh, we went to in the anime section and we met somebody at, uh, at their table. Um, and he was showing stuff there and he was saying he was the writer, but not the artist. He's just showing his stuff and selling it. So I asked him, Kate, tell me a little bit about it. And he just mumbled over his words, stumbled. He was very slow in interacting with us and trying to show us what we was on the table. And due to the fact that I didn't feel like buying from him. I mean, like mm-hmm. he probably had a very good, interesting story to give. But if you don't have that that charisma, the personality, and be able to explain your stories within at least three, four sentences, you know that's oh yeah, you know what I mean. You have to explain it quick within three, four sentences, so they'll get the gist of it, whatnot, and then as they let all of them to decide to buy. If not, try to close the sale. Which again, that's a radio shack technique. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, show, qualify, finish, close. You know, yeah, basically. Listen, all the steel Jordan Belfort thing. <laughs> It's all a straight line, man. That's like right. You just got to just, here's this and here's this, and you just got to keep it. And nothing's worse than when you're trying to sell, sell someone a $3.50 comic book, and mm. they're like, want to start telling you about your cat. And it's like, I don't <laughs> I don't care about your cat, man. Right. You want the book or not. Exactly. exactly. And it's true. It's like, oh, da, 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 da. And you know, my, you know my, my cousin does comic books too. Do you know? I'm like, no, I don't know your cousin. I don't know who this person is. I don't know anything. Just Do, do you want to buy this book about werewolves? Yes or no? Yeah, I, I, get, I run into that many times. But, you know, it's just, a, you know, believe it or not, it's just a community, though. You know, you don't go to places where you be able to geek out such like things like that. So people, you know, they have a place to and a home basically to come to that where they can release all that. And unfortunately, if you're not in that mood for it, I can see where you're going with it. But you could use that to your abilities where you can flip it on them and be like, hey, you know what? Speaking of that, the character in this book actually loves cats. You want to go get the book? Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly right. I'm, at, I'm looking to add a cat character to the story. So I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned that. That's actually pretty cool. How about it? You want to buy it? Matter of fact, hey, I'll even give you a personal autograph on it, just to yeah. you, dedicated. The people and a that, cat. yeah, and a cat here, have a cat. <laughs> That's right. The people most successful in this are in the independent are the ones that can sell. Yes, it's not necessarily it's about the best story. It's about who can sell. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Exactly. So, in three uh, sentences or less, you said you have new books coming out. Are you able to talk about that yeah, yet? I could, yeah, so of course. Three sentences or less. Here we go. Boom. All right. The first one that I'm working on is actually going to be a collaboration with me and my wife. It's called The Basket Man. It's actually going to be an exaggerated tale of a toddler getting over his own personal boogeyman. It's going to be based about my son, and it's going to be starring me and my wife there into the story, and it's going to be all description with his own personal boogeyman the cult the basket man and three the next, sentences and huh? how many that was three he got there it look, he's you counting. got it there you go. counting. that's right so the basket man does he uh, uh, does he walk around with a basket well i uh <laughs> well you see no see now i'm going to go into the qualifications part now all right, right. so basically how this works is that i just took the description from my son uh which he told me he says he's red eyes and a lot of hands so what I did was uh, I used that to my advantage and also the name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, in darkness, you see hands approaching. Every kid could get scared with those kind of things, right? Only, see, only a creative person 
would have their kid come up to them and say, "Oh, I, I saw this was I, this sounds like a great story." Well, they did that with the axe cop, oh, right? Let's, that's yeah. true. That is true. So, um, so I used the title of the Basket Man, and I drew like a, a evil creature inside of a basket with you see bitty little eyes and you have the hands coming out and whatnot i wish wow. i brought the the poster with me that you could get a full description of it but yeah but you get the idea on that but you can you can check it you have it's on your website uh you can look on to my instagram uh, instagram yes, which yes. which is night and day anime studios um charlie no, I'm just thinking. I'm you, had, just thinking you had that look on the corner no, of my eye no, like you were ready. No, it's the look of, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> what a great way to, yeah. to teach your, your uh, son. I think it will be great because, you know, me working at a library, I mean, I think it's something that will be, yeah. be like, this will be like the Freddy Krueger of bedtime stories for yeah. little kids. And then and they then, can overcome their own right, personal. And guess what he's going to be doing? He's going to be writing some heavy, heavy horror movies. <laughs> You know, a Mikel production. That's presents. right. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I Basket think be Man great. 2. Mm, Basket Man 2. More <laughs> baskets. Weaving more stories. Basket Man 2. <laughs> well, I like that. I, you might not take that. Take it, baby. There you go. Take Done. it. <laughs> and you said you had a second story? Well, um, I'm working on another story. It's um, actually. Uh, it's, I always wanted to draw like animal characters, like okay. you know. I, it's just way before even Zootopia was popular in Disney. Mm. I wanted to do something where it's you know uh, it's about a rabbit who was raised by a wolf, and with his and and actually was raised with his clan. It's gonna be like kind of like that Zootopia style. So that, your lawsuit for Disney is pending. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But you enjoy uh, when Disney owns your house? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's, so He's going to so sue I'm, Disney, and then he's going to want to pay them money. That's how oh, yeah. it's going to work. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well it's not going to be like, it's, it's you know, um, where it's going to be like urban or it's going to be in the city. I'm talking about like, you remember that, that Will Smith movie uh, where it was like uh, they had to go to Earth? and After was like, Earth? After Earth, right. Yeah, so right. I'm thinking about like something You're where- You're the only one that does. After Earth was worse than, than that was a bad movie. You, you say After Earth was worse. <laughs> I know bad, bad um, uh, get, uh, guess on it. But I'm just trying to give a description of how the planet's gonna be yeah. like. Say just like after humans, basically. Yeah. And uh, and the animals took over and whatnot, uh, and they started to evolve like humanoids. A post. And, ap- ap- what apocalypse? That is the Italian word for apocalypse. Okay. What's, what was what was worth? Uh, Battlefield Earth with John Travolta. Never seen Battlefield Earth. <laughs> what was worth the to- what was worse? The Thomas Jane Punisher or Recovery? I like the Thomas Jane Punisher actually. Ooh. Because I thought that he was a really good Punisher. Which, so which he, Punisher was that? That was the, the very first one, one the with Thomas Jane. Oh wow! I think I think he embodied yeah. the character so much that it it, it beat every, whatever whatever he was doing. It was he was so much the Punisher. Like yeah, and then that's when he was at his oh, peak yeah. too. Terrible. He was at his peak around Terrible. that time. But um, yeah, so I'm thinking like you know it's, it's not gonna be like where it is politi- politics where you know you can't be predators and all that kind of thing. It's gonna be in a in a world where you know animals like you never hear that that thing with uh, with Family Guy. Damn nature, you're scary. Yeah, well, yeah. this is basically <laughs> gonna yes, be yeah. something like yeah. that. Where nature is a scary, exactly. scary thing. It's yeah. not gonna be like no cops or nothing like that or security. It's gonna be in a world where the animals the are evolved, the real world, right? Evolved, gotcha. but still in like. Yeah, They're survival animals. to the fittest, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then picture this of a, a rabbit being raised by a wolf and then actually live with his clan. Will he have the tendencies of being a predator? So, and my question and answer to that is yes. 
And uh, the question we, is, read the book and find out. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. and one of the big questions: Will he be called Peter Wolf? No. No. Oh Thank my you. God. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I love that rim shot. Uh, um, you mentioned working at the library. Yes. And we have to bring this up because you, being the the, the entrepreneur hustler you are, <laughs> you had your own convention. He just wants you to know. Yes. You the had M-Con. your own convention. He yes. had his own convention. Oh, the oh M-Con, my God. Which was one of my favorite, which I like this convention because of one thing which you seem to not want to promote. It was a free convention. Yes, it was <gasps> free. What? <laughs> and, and I can tell you it's one of my favorite conventions. Thank you, Charlie. Because everybody there is so amazing. The people at the library and, of course, Kelly and and all the artists he get he gets for this convention. They're amazing. That sounds yeah. so cool. So, oh, so, so it sounds cool. awesome. Oh, yeah. So sadly, this year, as we're looking right now, right. because of the construction going on at the East Meadow Public Library, shout out to the guys at the East Meadow Public Library. Um, there's not going to be an MCon this year, but right. what's what's uh, what, what's looking on for for MCon? Well, what's going on with MCon? Yes, that's correct. You know, um, usually it would probably been around May when we if we had MCon, but uh, due to the fact that they're renovating, yeah. Um, but I am trying to talk to my program director, who's been um, feeling very confident enough that we could probably still do it this year. Really? That's and, great. And, um, you know, right now, uh, she thinks we have to, yeah. But uh, right <laughs> now, we, we have a venue in mind, but we have to take a look at it and uh, see if it actually will work. And if it does work for us, uh, we might do it. Uh, I'm not like the full extent MCON you normally do. It'll be called more of a, a mini MCON, hmm. which will be instead of the two days plus the pre-party, it'll probably be a pre-party and a one day. And it might be sometime around the October month in the Halloween era. All right. So that's the MCON Anime Fest. Right. So how did how did that come to be with uh, less than five minutes to go? Uh, well, how it went to be, pretty much someone came to me, a librarian, a head librarian of a young adult, asked me that... Uh, you know, it would be cool to do a convention here. We both went to New York Comic Con every year before that, and I said, sure. So I gave her my ideas, and she found it was way too expensive. So I went to my <laughs> program director, and she said, yes, we'll get the funds for this to do it. And she got the funds. She got grants. She she knows how to do it. Uh, it's basically the, a full office uh, um, uh, load when it comes to doing these conventions, and we, we made it happen. Uh, the first year was very successful. It was only a one-day thing, 2011. So we there, had right? done it. If so we do it this year, this will be our ninth year. That's that's crazy. That's right. that's an amazing and, feat. And it's nine years of amazingness. It is. If you've seen again, we were at tons the of first pictures one. on our Facebook. Page. Yeah, it's yeah. a great con. We were we were at the first one, me and Hassan, and we just loved the atmosphere. And again, we the first thing we said, Kelly, was. Mm. How the hell do you put a convention in a library? Right. How does that coexist? And, and it's a working library. And that's right. not right. working. It's right. a, don't, don't close down. <laughs> and for nine years, it's been the most brilliant con with the guests you get. Yes. And and it's all the guests are interesting guests. You you wide variety. Get samurais. Yes. You get the drum drummers. Guys, yeah. The drummers. Right. And and it's so K-pop, interesting. Uh, yeah. Idols. K-pop, and yes. then let's not forget the cosplay oh contest. my god yes oh my god <laughs> let me say this let me say this when we first did it the first year in 2011 we got maybe like a 250 people um last year or i should say our biggest year ever we got through in this um this nine year span we had gotten 43 like no excuse me i'm wrong over 4800 people yeah. throughout the three-day mark from 250 to four forty eight hundred. 
and uh, it's just been blessful ever since when it comes down to that. And going back to the cosplay, the first year we only had three contestants, which was great because we only had three prizes. <laughs> yeah, now, that worked out well. Charlie, oh my God, how many we have? Let, like, me, let me tell you something. Thank God there's no film anymore. Thank God I work <laughs> on an SD card because I I would say in the hundreds. Yeah. And the, it was, that line goes around the back of the library. Insane. It's insane. It takes it's up right. the whole entire Sunday. I yeah. mean, we maybe have room for maybe one or two programs in, in, yeah. uh, when we open. But once 3 o'clock comes, that's it. it's a wrap. Everybody's in the lobby. The lobby is packed. And then we're packed. just there just killing it throughout the whole entire and, day. And, the, and all the cosplayers just great and creative yeah huh? and the best part is it's it's like a mini a mini uh play because you got all the kids on the floor sitting around the floor yes. it's great and yeah. they're loving everything it's such a great audience that, we even had um yeah. uh we even had um, brimstone come and help me host yeah right brimstone, here from grindhouse yeah, yeah. and uh, also we had great prize not like it's something we just give discarded books from the get, library yeah get a, get a we, book yeah no we <laughs> don't do, we sign it. do that yeah. no no yeah. That's congratulations have a free that. library card i exactly. signed it but you, I could already get them for free. Yeah, whatever. Here, <laughs> I know I get sponsorships from, like, say, Funimation, Viz Media, a lot of local, uh, uh, like, uh, people from comic book stores. Shout out to Comic Book Depot, and also Phoenix uh, Comic Book Store over there in Hicksville. So a lot of them always can contribute and give us great prizes. No one goes home with just a book. They go and get a lot of swag. All right, so, so we got three minutes. Hold on. Greg uh, just said, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and every library on Long Island wants to be East Meadow because of Kelly. That yes. is true. That By the way, yeah, true. Definitely. that's how you write a sentence. All right, now put that <laughs> cheering thing on. All right, all right, all right, all right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, two minutes to go. Um, where can people find out more about yourself? All that shout out, Instagram, all that. Of course, you could you could search for me on uh, any social media. Just go to Night and Day Anime Studios or just Night and Day Anime. I'm on Twitter on Mikel Supreme. That's M C K E L Supreme, like Taco Supreme. Mm. If you find me on Instagram, same okay. thing, Night and Day Anime Studios, and for Facebook, same thing. And uh, if uh, I've also think I'm on uh, that new site, but I'm not even on that that's much. But I'm mainly uh, I'm mainly active on Facebook and Instagram. If you message me, I could tell you any type of things that's going on in the future dates when it comes to MCon, and also look up MCon on Facebook as well as E M C O N Anime Fest. E M C O N Anime Fest. Look them up on Facebook. I always update the page. As soon as I find out something, I let the page know just to let everyone else know because I don't want no one showing up with cat ears wondering where the hell is the convention. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and if you want to you wanna see how great that convention is, go to our Facebook page, look in our albums on MCOM because I take a thousand pictures. It's when ridiculous. I, I take so 20. many people. So many people. So we yeah. have a minute to go. So final thought. One word, Charlie. Final thought. One word? One word. Amazing. Fantastic, Alex. One word. Convention. <laughs> one word, Kelly. Final thought. Awesomeness. Dominic, one word. Final thought. Vinaigrette. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us every week and right here on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, mm. www.camefromtheradio.com. Listen to our archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on our Facebook Live every week um, at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Um, also check us out on Beyond Dawn Studios or such podcast places as Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeart, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker or Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, CastBox, TuneIn, and Stitcher, new place. And or, a partridge in a pear tree. Or... Just Google it came from the radio. 
and we'll see you uh, next week. Chaos Supreme, night and day. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.